Welcome back. We're on episode four now. And yeah, I'm aware of a couple of people listening. But if you are one of those people, please just spread the word. And, you know, feel free to leave comments, get back with ideas, your thoughts behind things. That's the whole point of this. This episode, though, just looking at a few ideas for achieving that that balance when you're trying to learn. Uh, the balance between comfort and challenge. You get it wrong and... Well, you go to one or two extremes, but we'll get into that in more detail. So firstly, what am I talking about? Well, let's take it, let's say it is a PE lesson. And again, I should start this whole thing with these are my own thoughts, not my employers. Um, but let's say it's a PE lesson. You've got a mix of kids in there. You know, there's always going to be different, different abilities. If you do something that's far too hard for them, it can stress them out, get them anxious, switch them off, make them want to quit, etc, etc. If it's far too easy, again, it can switch off because there's no challenge involved. You know, what's the point? It's way too easy. What you're looking for is a sweet spot. This can be tricky, especially with big groups. So, as a few ideas, have different stations. That's the first one. Let's say, for example, you're doing volleyball. You've got four weeks of volleyball. You don't have to get straight into a game. You're actually trying to develop skills here. I have different stations dotted around. It might take a bit of setup in week one to learn different things going on. Uh, but certainly week two, they can come in and self-select your station. Maybe you can guide them around as well. I think some people need more of a challenge, some need less. But have those different levels. It doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, if you're a lower ability people, go to this one. Not as explicit as that, but you know, if you're up for more of a challenge, go here. Or here's just different options and they can self-select. And that way, more of the people should be being challenged appropriately and so developing. This sounds fairly simple, just requires a little bit of planning, a bit of setup. But obviously it is, is going to be harder at the time when you've got a lot of kids in there, a lot of stuff going on, and you're trying to get them just doing the basics. What might be a bit easier to organise is, let's say, sticking with that volleyball and PE lessons. Let's say you're doing things through games. Just small-sided games, you don't have enough kids in the court, or, or full games. But it doesn't have to look exactly like volleyball. So what you could do is have different constraints on different players in the game. So you know you've got your high-ability pupils. Maybe they're playing normal rules, or they're, they're even tougher for them if there's a group of them that they can't, for example, they can't set to each other. You know, put different constraints in like that. And the lower abilities, maybe they're allowed to let the ball bounce before they out of set or do a dig shot or whatever it is they're doing. That's just a couple of ideas. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be as explicit as lower ability, higher ability. You can go around and, and just give players different constraints. Or they can select it and know that if they, you know, let's say you select to do the bounce thing, you get one point if you do score things. If you select to do the normal rules, you'll get two points if you manage to score from, from your last touch. Again, there's loads of ways you can go down here. Please just get in touch if you've got any ideas of how to do this. Um, the, the, the advantage of doing it through games, there's less going on. There's less to look at at one time, so you can actually see whatever, everything going on. Even if you've got two games going on, it's much easier than having four or five activities dotted around a sports hall. You've just got two matches in front of you with the constraints built into it. So that way you can, you're less likely to miss things, so you can coach everyone. Uh, let's link this back to 
think it was the first episode, we're looking at the school run or things to that, things like that. So these are often, just to recap it quickly, they can be pretty, well, you could call it mentally scarring for a lot of kids. A lot of them don't, don't see the point. It's far too hard for them, potentially embarrassing, you know, whether it's because they don't want to be all red in the face and sweating, or they know that they're going to struggle and going to have to walk, wheeze around, they don't want to be doing that in front of others. Whatever it is, you know, it, it is far too much for a lot of them. And potentially, quite rightly, they could be saying, well, what's the point? I mean, like any testing, if you're not doing anything with the data, then it's likely there is no point to it. You need to do something with the data. So let's say you're not doing something with the data. What can you do to make this better? To go back to that balance. So it's appropriate challenge. That balance between comfort and challenge. So one idea, instead of setting them up for failure with the, the full school run, when you, you know they're not going to be able to do it, at least not do it well, shuffling around, poor running technique. Why would, why would you let them get away with poor technique? And if you know it's going to happen because of the fatigues, then make it shorter. Maybe they do a small school run. So you've got two or three different versions of it. And that's their own challenge there. Can they do better at that version or go up a version the next year or the next time that you do it? Or even without that, or they could just be doing intervals. Or maybe they've done the small version. The people doing the larger full version have still got about 10 minutes left in the run. Well, why do you do intervals for 10 minutes? Just a little bit of run, a little bit of rest, etc., etc., And that way they're actually getting fitter rather than having to struggle through some massive run that they're not interested in. Maybe they're putting less effort in or maybe it's full effort and it's just too much and no one's winning there. I'd say that important here is also to link in, let's say you are doing the intervals, link in that to something in the future, knowing that if they do that, they will be fitter and be able to do the run. Maybe there are minimum standards of the, you're going to have to do these, these interval runs within your PE lessons or as extra, almost like prep you could do so that they can eventually hit a certain level of school run, which seems like a, a good basic target to have. It doesn't have to be anything particularly tough, but it just gives them a little bit more impetus to, to do these intervals rather than again, just potentially you know, getting through it and not really trying because without that effort, there will be minimal improvement. I'll just tie this up by linking again that idea of, of the challenge. If you've got experience in the weights room, it should be simpler to, to see it there about that appropriate challenge. And just relate everything back to that when you're thinking, is this task uh, in the lesson appropriate? Is it too much? Is it too easy? Let's say you're squatting in a gym. You can squat 100 kilos for five reps. Well, if you put 40 kilos on the bar, and you do five reps or even 10 reps, it's far too easy, you're getting nothing from it. That is an easy challenge. You're not gonna be interested in that session. Put 150 on the bar, again, you're not gonna be able to do it. It's far too hard, potentially get injured. Definitely don't do it, you're scared, your anxiety levels are up going under the bar because you know this is too much for me. It may sound extreme, but that's an easy way to think of it, about trying to find the right level of challenge. And relate that to any task that you're doing. Um, again, the, the, this is primarily looking at PE lessons, but anything sporting-wise, breaking those tasks down, what's that drill like? Does the drill have to be the same for everyone? Or are some people not challenged by it? 
maybe you got you're doing basic hands in rugby you got one group that is maybe they're just hands down the line simple stuff another group they're ready to do it would you have to be more reactive of when they're going to do an inside ball an outside ball in these simple hand drills or have you got defenders coming at them as well to make it a little bit harder so many ways you can do it just start thinking what's going to challenge different pupils or different players to the appropriate level so that's it another short one I'm trying to keep these under 10 minutes any feedback best places at maxroger7 on instagram or head to the website max-performance.co.uk thanks for listening